Hello there, I'm Tim and he's John and this is How to Murder Time, a podcast about games and things. Hello everybody. Watcher. It's another show. We're back again. More games have been played. I've, I've played loads this time. I, I, yeah, yeah, I've, I've, I'm, I'm pumped. I've got like four things to talk about. So that should be good. I've got one thing to talk You've about. We've just finished playing it. It's, good. <laughs> it's quite, quite an uneven show. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a me show. Uh, uh, shall I start then? Because okay. apparently you've got only one thing and you'll need to save that, ration it out carefully. Yeah. Right, and jump, there's a lot of ranting about it. Jump in when you want to talk about your one thing. Okay. All right. So I'm going to start with Elite Dangerous. Huzzah! Yeah, we are still playing that. This is the static uh, group there under the uh, tutelage of Zaranil and Commander Embryo, uh, our two two esteemed leaders who, who know a lot about the game and play quite a lot of extracurricular, not just when we're out. Um, I think they this weekend they were out doing some big massive player event, dev event thing, oh, chasing event some woman called Salome or something like that. And uh, something I don't know. I know I nothing about it. I'm, bl- I'm bluffing. Did she assassin. want to be chased? Because I don't not, know. That, she's that's... some sort of assassin or freedom fighter or something. I, I really I seem to have just bounced off the backstory and the lore for Elite Dangerous. There's a, there's a lot of it going on. If you are into that stuff and like the game that much, you can really get involved. The Galnet News stuff's updating all the time, and there's quite clearly, you know, Frontier developments have got some kind of massive ongoing meta story, sort of, you know, JMS Babylon Five style going on that's going to spin out for ages, involving Thargoids and and big inter interfactional politics and secessions and the Empire and the Federation and stuff. And I just don't. Can I just shoot stuff? And do a bit of trading. <laughs> exactly. It. Mine a bit. This is it. I just want to go in there and like blow up some pirates. And that's about my engagement, to be honest. Which is a shame. It's yeah. I'm not. I don't. Not uh, talking down what's Frontier are doing with it all at all. Well, it's, a lot it's of people really. Like like it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's very popular and people are really getting into it. And there was a big thing this weekend. You'll probably see some some news about that on the various game sites. I think if you're really into that side of things, go look for the Elite Dangerous Reddit. They tend they tend to have their, uh, their eyes on the stuff. There's the main one, and there's one for each of the activities, one, and there's a lot of subreddits for different yeah. things as well. Yeah. Um, also, Frontier's own website's got the Galnet news stuff, so you can find and all their in-game forums. laws, and they got discussion forums as well. There's that Canon Scientific lot, which is like a massive player guild clan thing. Who are really, really, really into the backstory and analysis and stuff. They're the ones that figured out how all these barnacles work. I think they're the ones that found a couple of these generation ships that have been talking about. Apparently they've been in the uh, game for a while and people just hadn't been following up on the messages. Really? Uh, That's what I sort of heard. uh, I I thought it was a recent feature that they just found straight away. It might have been a couple of days, (laughs) but apparently people were posting up, what's this message? Does it mean anything? Well, Um, apparently there was one found and and we we basically saw some news about it and went and decided to go and be tourists. We didn't do any of the hard... Well, we did actually. Space tourists. No, no, Embryo made us go off to the system where the clues were and try and work out how to find it ourselves oh. and it is, was actually a proper treasure hunt you do oh, have brilliant. to find some logs and analyse some data and work out a riddle and some clues and stuff and I sort of flew around zapping stuff while the others worked it all out and then went and found them afterwards <laughs> I got it wrong I, I went off on some wild tangent with the clue and was halfway to the neighbouring star on, on sublight speed before I <laughs> got politely hinted at where I should be going so uh-huh. um, did yes. you think it was a way more complicated thing? I was the weakest link yes I was um <laughs> we, we go at the pace of the slowest member, and that slowest member's me. Yeah. Um, but yes, we went there and we found it. It was interesting. There's a, the, I've, got, I've got some video, which is probably running around the, the back of here or whatever. However, does this? I've never actually watched one of our shows. How does the video work? Is it in a little corner? No, thing? full screen. Full screen. Oh, great. Okay, yeah. so I can. It, it I means we can do this while we're playing. I can. Recording. I can make rude symbols at the camera. Ah, okay. Um, yes. So there. Yeah, the generation ships are there. They are quite interesting things to see. Massive, great sort of like. Um, I must remember, I just made cylindrical the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful with the editing. Yeah. Massive cylindrical sort of generation starship, as you'd imagine, with all the all the cargo block boxes all down the side attached, and large solar panels and reactor cores and stuff. There are points along the generation ship that you can scan using the data link scanner on your ship, and each of that each of those gives you a little be- little piece of log. And these logs are voiced, Ooh. actually read out by someone. It's not you know massive full cast audio drama. No, not that I know of. No, no. but it's just a nice touch to have a little bit of yeah. extra depth to it all. Makes me quite, I don't know, interested in finding out more about what's going on. I mean, I'm not going to tell you anything about what happens there. You can go and find them yourselves. I mean, the locations of the ones that have been found are probably public knowledge by now. I don't know if they've all got the same er- you know, message logs or whether there's different stories on each, but you'll have to go and track them down and find out yourselves. But yeah, it's good. I mean, I'm we're sort of 
chipping away at the the, the sort of um, doing different things each week. We I think the week before we went off to see Todd the Blaster McQuinn, one of these uh, engineer types. But before you can go and see him, you have to get ten bounty contracts or hundred thousand credits worth of bounty tickets before you can hand them in. So we went out and did a load of that, and then went to visit him. He lets you upgrade um, multi cannons and and some other weapons okay, as well, exactly. missiles possibly. So that's useful. Again, once you've got that unlocked, you can just keep going there and you're know, handing in the materials yeah. and bring up your rep name to get better ones. Yeah, it, it does form a kind of mid-scale PVE direction in that game, which I think a lot of people, I think quite fairly, suggest that is yeah. a game without much But it's, it's also, uh, all of it's required for the PvP as well, so... Uh, I imagine it gives you an edge. So it's infighting. also the PvP um, Yeah, content. yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no direct PvP involved, well, unless you're in open, obviously. these these What, the, what it does create in, in open play is, is a number of very known specific places that lots <laughs> yeah. of players are going to yeah. be, so... Uh, and that's the same with um, these generation ships as well. Be careful, do it, do it in solo or private if you're not up for a bit of a fight because there are people who will in open who go there and just try and gank people who are busy trying to scan yeah. the points and stuff we've heard first-hand account encounters of that so uh, that's that's the nature of elite dangerous isn't it you know if you're going in open play be prepared for anything yeah. that is full-on yeah. you know eve online everquest ralos style non-consensual pvp but you can always play it solo and you can always dip out as in and out of solo as well it's not like, oh no i have to create a whole nother character you can just drop in and out depending whenever you like mm. so no one's really forcing you to be there and be ganked and it's up to you if you want to try the, the grander ski the grander sort of community of it all and the risks that go with it um i've reached rank three congratulations which is like um midshipman or something in the federation navy oh. well rank four is the big goal it's the that will let me go and visit earth which you oh, come say hi you, <laughs> you keep doing this he's <laughs> he just like gads around in earth orbit while we're getting ready and telling us how great it all is yeah i'm looking forward to it though um you know go and see the soul system i haven't really thought about long-term goals beyond that we'll see what the game provides i mean have so, you considered the imperial systems well we could try doing something similar for the imperial systems i'm not sure they have the, quite the same cachet though it's uh, Altair is it Ar- Arachnus or something There's no, some... Altair is uh, no, that's, the that's... assassin no, that's near. That's near where we're. No, that's not it. They, they've got their own Archinar, maybe. They're their big imperial hub system, but you know, it's not anything I've heard of or care about. So <laughs> it's not quite the same. But yes, still playing in there. I'm enjoying that a fair bit. Yeah, you know, it's a good regular sort of keep it going on the Tuesdays. I like the multi-crew stuff. I don't know if I've talked about that on this show or not before, but that works very well, actually. Specifically the fighters. The turrets is a bit more you know, take or leave it. Yeah. But if you've got a friend with a ship with fighter bays, you can hop on and launch their fighters which and fly around. And the fighters are fantastic fun. We tried a bit of close quarters combat as well, the arena mode Ooh. thing. Yeah, um, tried briefly a bit. Not. Possibly never going back again. It's not my thing, really. I mean, it is. it reminded me a lot of the Galactic Starfighter bit from the Old Republic. Okay, yeah. yeah. Which essentially is a kind of. It is essentially, yeah, if there's like eight of you in there on two teams, four each, and you just fly around blowing each other up. And there's some quite interesting, dense superstructure type star bases around. There's like power ups you can fly yeah. through, and, and you're all doing it in Eagles and, and the Sidewinders and and the little, those F 63 Condor things you see flying around outside yeah. stations. Basically, it's all tiny little Starfighter type stuff rather than, you know, a whole bunch of Anacondas going there. I'd love to see close quarters combat with anacondas. That'd be brilliant. Um, but yeah, it's it's a very fluffy, very throwaway thing. It's got its own little internal ranking system, and you go up in levels, and you can unlock access to different loadouts and stuff like that. It's I don't know. I mean, critics of frontier development would point out that they do this. They they introduce a feature, see if it takes any traction and if no well, one really bothers with it they ditch it and they it, move it, on it got killed as a standalone product not too long it ago it was supposed to be an xbox thing wasn't yeah it, it mm. was a standalone thing alongside everything and mm. they killed it because it wasn't very popular it's really not popular at all i mean I, I don't know how long the other two randoms who were in our match were wait sat there waiting for the yeah. cube but since we all joined the six of us we pushed go and suddenly hey match but I mean, I, I hear stories that people have to arrange, make prior arrangements yeah. using message boards and places like Reddit or whatever just, to, it, it just to get matches. It always struck me that it was a feature put in there because it's the sort of thing that Star Citizen was doing. Well, I mean, the, main, the basic... I don't know what open you know, PvP is like, but I imagine it's a hugely asymmetric kind yeah. of thing. You're, you're, facing, well, it, you're either much more powerful than yeah. them or it, they're much it, more powerful than you. It's the problem, isn't it? Yeah. You're either go out looking for combat, yeah. in which case you're probably not looking for everyone else, or you're out looking for easy people or to kill yeah yeah or not waiting to be shot and you, uh, i mean in eve they say you know if, if you're facing a fair fight you, one of you's done something wrong yeah. you know you, you don't want a fair fight in a long long consequence pvp persistent world you want to be you want to have the upper hand through skill and planning i suppose mm. 
But so yeah, the, the, that kind of dogfighty pew pew. Let's just you know score some points. First one to twenty five wins type situation never arises in normal elite. I shouldn't think. So having to add that experience as a separate thing is is fair enough. Yeah. It's just I don't think anyone really comes to elite dangerous for that. Because I don't know. The, the, from all counts, the cues don't pop at yeah, all. Yeah, I, I. It does feel like something. It's a. Yes, we have this two feature. Mm. I'm glad I tried it. It's an interesting spectacle. I don't know if I got any video or not for that, but um, it's. I think I might have done. Check, check, yeah, see what see what I got there on the, the disc I gave okay. you. But but um, I like the live updates. Live actually, up, yeah. as I'm listening to this while editing, <laughs> I will actually know, get the only way you at the right time. I, I yeah, tell, that's very. I good. tell you after the show, and you forget. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm glad I tried it. But it's. I mean, that basic format of of like battleground arena PvP is just not my thing at no. all. Really, in any form. So well, I doubt I'll be back. When it is Eve Valkyrie works for me in that way. It's yeah, but I remember but I Eve Valkyrie. Play a bit yeah, of that, but Eve Valkyrie was so shallow. I had I felt like I'd experienced everything I wanted to experience very, within a couple of hours. Very much like Eve Valkyrie, but without the VR. Well, presumably you, you do could, have yeah, the VR yeah. if you've if you've got the headset. But you should give it a go. I think just yeah. just, just log in around five minutes if you can get a match to populate. That is, um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's I can understand why they're probably just not really going to do much else with it and <laughs> won't come back to it. They they'll go and develop more on multi crew or more on SRVs or, yeah. or whatever. You know, more engineer stuff depends. I mean, because they've got the metrics, they know what the players are doing with their game. Yeah. They'll be able to tell which which areas will, you know, get the best cost benefit with, with more development and yeah. investment. And I, I don't, know, obviously, I don't, it's not that. I don't think CQC is it, no. Which is a shame. Still, there you go. I yeah. think there's probably other better places to find that kind of experience. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you haven't got anything to talk about? No, are you, are you going to play your talk about thing card? No, I was going to play it in the middle. All right, I'm okay. Balance it out. I'm going to talk about space engineers because uh, I'm in this ah, play all the space things thing at the moment and sort of casting around you never between do games. By half. No, no, sp- straight into space engineers. I picked up my old space, my old save game. Uh, I'd crashed on a planet and yeah. managed to build a base, and I had a little buggy I was yeah. driving around in and my little flying bedstead cargo recon thing. Did any of those uh, bits of gear work? The, 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 well, the mining buggy thing worked. It, it was good enough at drilling the the boulders that are on the surface yeah. in the planets but then you can do those by hand quite quickly as well so i don't really use that a lot and it was really bad at staying on the ground as well so bad that i had to cheat with the steering linkages and put just load of gyros on it uh, yeah <laughs> so you put gyros on a, on a ground vehicle it means that you can just wheelie up onto the front end and then steer it while it's like off the ground yeah. and then come down to the direction you're after um the wheels just using wheels as wheels is pretty ropey i mean i haven't tried them since in a long time there's been a lot of updates since i was there properly last yeah, an time awful lot of updates since I've been doing a bit of surfing around and finding the general idea and, and a lot of the re- recent reviews on Steam are quite negative you know because apparently they keep breaking things as well as adding new stuff and fixing things yeah. so How... I think I think the sort of quality and nearness to release has gone on a sort of plateau <laughs> in the last okay. year or How two. How do the extendy bits and the swivelly bits the, post, the, the pistons and the rotors. Those are the words I couldn't remember. Those are still quite a problem apparently I haven't really I, I'm so much a problem that I don't personally use them because I'm yeah. scared uh, I tend to build stuff without pistons or rotors at all which is a shame because i always had some brilliant ideas for ships that used them yeah there's a lot of clever things you could do with them if they worked as advertised i I wanted to have a ship which opened up and kicked (laughs) in and yeah use the merge blocks on uh just just connectors that come in and out yeah rather than having to land precisely against a thing um so i built a kind of uh, a high-speed atmospheric fighter jet type thing um not not remembering that there is a capped maximum top speed of 100 meters per second in that game there Uh, is indeed and there is no such thing as aerodynamics as well so so i mean you've got this fantastic concord style pointy needle jet type thing and there's no need for that at all because a shipping shipping container will fly as fast on in that game um so yeah so i've done all that and i'm thinking okay i I don't remember the cyber dogs being quite so aggressive as previous no uh, on planetary surfaces every every sort of every sort of two or three minutes the the mini guns will go off because i've because i built a load of guns around my base because I thought, I thought well I thought the space pirates drone things would come yeah. over and nuke it if I wasn't reasonably defended but it turns out these miniguns carry an enormous amount of energy in the shots and because of the way the, the physics system works these cyber dogs which look like wolves um, they come running in and try and munch on your equipment or yourself if they can see you first and the the, the large base grade Gatling gun yeah. turret things will, 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 will trigger and activate against them and they hit them so hard that these dogs will bounce up and over over the horizon with oh, the shot. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> it's 
<laughs> and they're firing the whole time at them. It's just so you've accidentally used what is apparently anti-ship weaponry. Yes, there are interior turrets I should probably be using, which is anti-personnel. Yes, anti-spaceship weaponry against something the size of, of a small wolf. Yeah, um, which works as you'd imagine. They, the RSPCA is outside. They won't have a word. I know. It's terrible. The trouble you is, you know what's going to happen? One of these days, one of those dogs is going to evolve to fly. No, I think they're already adapting because what what I've noticed happening is if the dog approaches me in a with in a with a direct line between the turret, the dog, and uh, say for example a delicate spaceship I'm in the middle yeah. of working on, the turret will just hose straight through the ship I'm working <laughs> on and kill the dog. I mean they're utterly ruthless at their purpose, but they take no prisoners. And I, I was like, ah, oh, load of save game. It's just like sawn my ship in half with with bullet fire. It's just terrible. There's a lot of quirky problems with that game still. You need to put a landing pad inside your base. I, I should probably move the turrets from a big spike on top of the base yeah. to around the outside. Yeah. But then the ones on the far side are probably going to end up turning and firing oh, through the point, base. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think they don't fire through their own grid, but another spaceship is a different grid, and yeah. I don't think they care. Yeah. <laughs> so... So we've had quite a lot of mishaps with the with the turrets. Um, yeah, and then so now I've decided I need to get into space. Okay, let's get on with it. I've been stockpiling hydrogen for a very long time because apparently now the there are three sorts of thrusters. Atmospheric thrusters yeah. cap out at five thousand meters or so, as you'd imagine, because yeah. they only work in an atmosphere. Um, the ion thrusters, which are the old school thrusters you had when it was only a space yeah. game, they still work, but they only work in space. Yeah. Uh, so to get between the two, you need the hydrogen thrusters, which will use large amounts of hydrogen and just blast you straight up. So I'm starting to work on... But then I thought, well, I could just build a rocket to go up there and have a look and come back down again, but that's not good. Go no. large or go home. So what I'm doing is I'm now building my space station on the ground and carting it up piece at a time okay. in a modular fashion. Remember, like, the the ship we built in the, yeah. the series where there's just a lot of sections with merge blocks and connectors that you sort of assemble as you build them. I'm going to do something similar. Uh, and starting with my, my initial space platform thing is going to be built on the ground and lifted up one at a time so i have to build the design the space station in such a fashion that it can be modularly assembled yeah. and also i have to build some kind of reusable tug rocket type of thing that can actually just drag them straight up into orbit without and destroying it using still yes yes the, the plumes will damage stuff it's, it's quite a complicated engineering challenge i've set myself and I'm, I'm, I'm quite confident it can be done though probably not terribly efficient it's probably much easier to do it i don't know go just just get yourself up there find an asteroid and build it yeah. all in sight but no, I think it can be done this way, and that's, that's the way I'm going to do okay. it. Um, but I've encountered something. Now, I've done a bit of surfing around, and apparently there's this thing called the, the called Clang, C-L-A-N-G, the, the good Lord Clang, referred okay. to, or the God of Clang. Basically, it's a kind of folklore that's come up around <laughs> the uh, the instability of, of space engine, the continuing yeah. instability of space engineers' as big engine. Every so often, particularly the rotors and the pistons, but just for no reason at all, uh, things will just start wiggling about and going crazy and tearing themselves apart, and that's put down to the auspices of Clang, ah. who has been displeased. Uh, and I, I think one of the videos, another another editing highlight there, one of the videos which you're watching behind this shows me flying up to a hillside, finding a suitable rock to go mine, getting out, drilling for a bit, turning around and realising that my ship is being being munched on by, by cyber dogs, uh, gunning them down a bit, and then going over to look and have a look at the damage it's done, touching it briefly with the blowtorch and having the entire plane instantaneously take off and sail alone over the horizon. Oh. And then land with a bang, presumably. I don't know, it came down so far far away it's just <laughs> insane it's uh it's it's a game with so much promise and yet it seems not to have substantially gotten better since we were doing it when, yeah. when was our series that was at least a year ago year and a half ago the game more maybe. i mean they've done things like tweak you know they tarted up some of the models it all looks some, yeah, the some, some of the some of the bits you when you're welding and stuff it's all shiny and looks lots lot lot nicer and stuff they've the planets are the planets you know that's all cool um but- you're, you're listing the same fundamental bugs as we had when we played, though. Apparently, so. they've ta- they've entirely taken out all the netcode and redone it from scratch because multiplayer was an absolute no-no. Most of the massively down thumb reviews you'll see are because multiplayer is terrible. Yeah. It, the, you know, the syncing, the the scale of it. You try and do anything remotely large. I'm surprised we didn't have a lot more trouble than we did yeah. with our. Well, series. we had a very very controlled. It's situation. quite it's quite modest, really, what we were trying. But um, yeah, and I I mean, it's apparently it's now theory, it's fundamentally in beta. They've actually got the word yeah. beta on the on the launch on the splash screen now so you know it's still early access and they still are not yeah. ready you know and it's a shame because it's a game with so much potential it is absolutely the game i've been looking for all my life but yeah build working spaceships you know cool stuff but yeah. how much reliability can you forfeit before you give up on the whole yeah. thing 
I'm soldiering on, but I'm taking a lot of save games, you know. So and you have to if you don't, you know, and also keep keep manually renaming all the saves differently so that you got hundreds of them because it will just keep overwriting save over save. And it, after some after you know a visit from Clang, uh, you know the whole the whole the whole, the whole delightful thing has torn itself to bits or been cut up by some weirdness. You know, do you want to start again? How far back do you have to go? That kind yeah, of thing yeah. just makes me go away from a game and not yeah. come back. You know, rage quit. So yeah, it's 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 promising, but I was expecting it to be further along than it is at present. You know, oh, well. you have to bring your own imagination to it a lot. I think a lot of some of the criticisms, oh, there's nothing to do, there's no guidance. There's a few tutorial missions. It is a sandbox, though. You know. Yeah. So yeah, there it is. Still, still going. I'm chipping away at it, but um, we'll see how we go with this. This whole uh, components into orbit and build a space station thing. Once I've done that, or if that becomes impossible, then I, I'll probably move on. I don't know. So yeah, they're going to do your thing now. Only my thing now. Do your thing now. Uh, about a year ago, mm-hmm. Games Workshop released a re-release of Lost Patrol, which is there, and I got it thinking I'm going to get all of the games because they started releasing lots and lots of individual games. But I only get all the individual games, play them. We could talk about them on the show. Mm. So a year and a bit later, we finally got around to playing the first one. We did. We've we've had a couple of goes at this thing. We've had many goes at this thing this afternoon, and we feel we may have exhausted the game. (laughs) Probably never need to have another go at it again, no. This is a game where you have Space Marine Scouts, which are the rubbish of the rubbish... Uh, space marines. They're like trainee proto space yeah. and space marines, aren't Versus they? Versus gene stealers, which are basically the aliens from aliens. Yes. And you're in uh, the jungle like it's out of Predator. Yes. It's, it's, it's just it's, there are so many tropes being used here. It's very difficult to to, to pinpoint which copyright violation is it the is, most serious. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it, if, if there's the Venn diagram of <laughs> 80s action, this is in the middle. 80s sci-fi action, it's got them all, yeah. yes. So you start, it's got some interesting ideas. And I, re- I should say, I never played it originally, so I don't know how much the rules have changed since then. This is essentially a rework of a very old game they used to do. Yeah. Mm. So it's hex-based with hexed uh, landscape tiles. Yep. And you start with this clearing tile in the middle, and you have your six dudes on there. Mm. And uh, you have to find the drop pod to get away. Which is somewhere in the jungle. Yes. And interestingly, it works by line of sight. Kind of a disaster movie ongoing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. so you've got your six different directions out of your uh, hex-based tile. And then the Gene the player puts down six tiles around the edge. And then if you can continue the line of sight through that, we'll follow out up until you have a uh, what you can currently see. So each of these tiles has got like wiggly paths on it. That's, yeah. That determines where you can go and how far you can yeah, see. Yeah, you down, have a straight yeah. turns or uh, what T-junctions or whatever. Uh, although because it's hexes, are slightly Y-ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have to basically run through the forest, uh, get to the drop pod and escape before the gene stealers munch you. Sounds simple. It does, doesn't it? So you were the gene stealer player. I was the gene stealer player. And I was Rawr. the scout player for yep. many, many games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Yeah, we didn't we didn't uh, sw- switch ends. We were more trying to work together to work out how either player could win and try and explore the well, rules a bit, I suppose. If you say how either player could win, should, should we just say how <laughs> I won every single game. the scout player could win at all? He didn't win at all. Well, I say he. I, I, this is the thing. I would ordinarily, I'd just mock you for being bad at games yeah. and being bad generally. But I just, just couldn't. I was watching, and, and towards you know the last couple of the last three or four games, I was more or less trying to help you win, and, <laughs> and I could, we still couldn't work out how the scout wins at yeah. all. The only way the scout can win in this game, spoiler, yeah. is by the GNC of the player doing something stupid. It's really, it's it's quite an asymmetric game, and I mean, okay. quite unbalanced. I tried lots and lots of tactics. We have yes. five guys. Only three of them can be on a hex at the same time, so I can't just bunch up and walk there like you would normal people. Keep close, yeah, yeah. So I tried having two different squads mm-hmm. going off and searching. So two and a three. Now, you have a pile of hexes, which you have to get down through exploring. But the interesting thing about is... about 21 of them once the initial ones are placed. So yeah. the longest you could possibly draw, draw this game out would be 21. Well, longer, I suppose, if you don't do yeah. any exploring. But, but the yeah. interesting point is, if you get more than two moves away from an area, mm-hmm. then all of the line of sight there gets despawned. Yeah, because this jungle is alive and sentient and trying to kill you. So basically, you never tell. <laughs> once you once you leave an area you've previously explored far away enough, though that area becomes unexplored again. And, and, and a, then if you go back, different tiles will be there. It's that, moving. It's that's changing. That's a fascinating board game. It's a nice idea. The whole I love the uh, live line of sight. In some cases, it got a bit confusing. Mm. Uh, there was this one game where I spread everyone out to see if that would work, and it was a little bit confusing as to whether or not stuff could be seen and you had to think a bit before you could tell which ones needed to be removed at any one point. Yeah. 
and so you keep so basically because you if you go two away from one area it despawns if you go back again you refill it in with and different tiles because so, the whole thing's changed yeah so yeah. you're basically needing to get through your stack of tiles rinsing through them till you get to the last and always the last tile on that, the stack yeah which is the one you need to get at least one guide to to win so the drop pod is on a tile the that tile is deliberately placed at the bottom of the stack it's not shuffled in so you don't have this random it could turn up quite soon or it could i mean thunderstone has something similar where you're trying to reveal the thunderstone and that the rules the setup rules for that mean that you deliberately put it in the bottom third of the deck but some random place yeah. whereas in this this thing the one you're after is always on the bottom so you have to explore every single jungle tile at least once um before the thing you're after appears yeah and hard the, hard work i think that there's some ways i could use to uh, abuse the uh, mechanics to try and get through rinse through the cards quicker uh, if you're really lucky and get a nice long um stretch of four or five straights you could go away two moves come back again and then you'll respawn whatever's there which is a good way of just getting rid of a load of cards and putting new cards down yeah and at the time one of the times i almost thought i was doing sort of okay was when i was just basically going between two spots so i had guys here move to over here that despawns this spawns Go over here, that despawns, this spawns. So sort of shuffle, shuffling backwards and forwards yeah. will get through the tiles but quite quickly, yeah. The problem is, mm. the GS healers have too many advantages. Yes, so so he gets five guys, and that's it. And if they're yeah. all... I, I win if I kill them all. He, get, he, he wins if he can find this pod and get at least one bloke to end the turn on it. So, But I get 12 gene stealers... And any time any of mine are killed, they just go back in the pool. They, I don't exhaust no. those. So, I mean, God knows how you'd get 12 out at once. I think you'd have to have a cr have criminally negligent yeah. scout player not killing anything. But So I can basically infinitely spawn in gene stealers at three, three per turn. Yeah. Um, and just keep charging them at you. I mean, the first game we got a bit confused and I was spawning them in rather closer than I was supposed to. And so, yeah, but that in was hindsight, bit, that didn't make that game didn't make too a lot much of, harder. It didn't make a lot of difference when we were doing it properly either. I can basically come in at the, any, any unknown end yeah. of the path and there are quite a lot of them available. Yeah, and oft, I, often, because they only appear when the scout's gone near them yeah, to look. and the first time we played it with only dead end. But the fact is... All of my guys are always at the end of these paths every time because they that's need to how be. you explore. You go to the end, unknown end of a path, which is where the gene stealers are just going to come straight at you. So I'm getting assaulted every turn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can do so many moves or placements per turn, but I was always near enough to f charge. You yeah, know, it's always near enough to attack. So then my strength in the assault phase, which is where they do the slashy slashy combat, is is based on I get two points per gene stealer in the tile and I can have up to three in a tile so why would you ever not have three in a tile yeah so I always had three in a tile and that meant my my score was always six which is what you had to roll a dice to yeah. try and beat now I can have, there's two modifiers I could have mm. that, well three modifiers one is a minus one modifier if I don't have enough people on the square on the hex do not split your people up into uh, five different people, have them bolt in different directions. So if a scout's on his own, that's worth minus one. Yeah. Mm. The, the sergeant, because he uh, is the sergeant, gets plus one attack. And he gives other people plus one if he's there? Oh, no, he gets plus one to the roll. So oh, if okay. he's in the group, get plus one. And if the heavy bolter guy has a line of sight to that tile, but isn't in it... He can fire uh, he into can, melee. <laughs> he can give you a plus one. Which means you can theoretically get a maximum score of eight. If everything is perfectly yeah. set up. But most of the time, you either have a squad which needs a six to um, draw, mm -hmm. or you have a squad who needs a five to draw or six to win. Mm. And then, so whoever wins a combat, the person who loses, loses a model, but I've got infinite supply, so I'm all well, right. you can. Yeah. Um, whereas if you get a draw, then you still need to fall back. And the falling back rules are interesting in that you can force the the scout player to split up. And, yeah. and, and if these, these squads get too far apart, part of the jungle vanishes, and if there's some squad in that jungle, they go too. Yeah. Along with the so you have to keep people close enough together. So, yeah. So uh, we just kept trying, didn't we? We kept trying different strategies. So you had, so you had tried splitting up just everyone scatter. Because yeah, we can cover more ground that yeah, way. Yeah. That, I almost did it. It did work. That helped. You really I got... got I had, we actually saw the pod. That was the one time we ever saw the uh, way out. Saw the objective. Unfortunately, one of the rules is you're allowed to spawn on the way out. I can spawn on the objective, yeah. yes. So, so why had, wouldn't you? Got so I had keeper. one guy who had to get through three gene stealers. Three every turn. Every turn. And had just ended the turn... And he's on his own, so yeah. he's already got a minus one. So he cannot beat six, which is three gene stealers. Yeah, so he was there. <laughs> if I got my sergeant there, he would have been a able chance. to draw. It's a mess. It really was. I, I mean, I just started to feel really more and more sorry for 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 the uh, the, the the scout player, yeah. the space marine player. 
It just, I mean, I just we were just working through it and looking through, and I, I don't know, maybe experts can tell us otherwise, but it looked to me like the only way that the Space Marine player can consistently win is through just accidental negligence on the Gene yeah, Steeler's part. It really Gene is. Steeler player has to start actually making mistakes or doing stupid stuff, otherwise the, the Marine's not going to get through. And it just seemed really, really badly balanced. And, you know, I was glad to see when we were trying to search desperately online for winning strategies that there weren't any and everyone seemed to agree it was really broken. We tried a game where you substituted Terminators. Yeah, in in White Dwarf they published some rules for doing Terminators. Terminators, if you don't know Games Workshop, are basically walking power armour, much more powerful than the little sort of combat marine guys you get in the default game. Um... Did yeah. it help? No. No, massive no. exosuits. Well, it, it helped a bit because I took a flamethrower because I figured... Flamethrower was good. Flamethrower was good. They gave me a choice of an autocannon, a flamethrower, or a missile launcher. That allowed you to so hold course, your own until the flamethrower guy, guy died and then yeah. I killed you all. So that worked perfectly until... Mm. I Only two Terminators are going to be on the same tile at any one time. Oh, yeah. And so the three other Terminators who weren't protected by the flamethrower... They all got picked all off. ...all died. Yeah. Especially the one who had to be on his own because... He smelt or something. Because I was because I was always using three gene stealers at a time, which meant that you had to roll a six to have oh, any no. chance of I, winning. No, because there was the, there was bonuses uh, for having terminators, mm. so there was a, more of a chance for me to win combat. So I won a lot more combat. You killed a lot more of my gene stealers. It didn't help. Didn't help. No, no it didn't help because <laughs> I can keep putting them on forever. Yeah. 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 Is it is it is it unexpected? Is it just not? <laughs> realistic to expect the Space Marine player to win? Is it more like a game of solitaire? The idea is to get a high score. How many turns can you survive? Is that the objective well, rather is, than trying to actually you, win? You can very much play this game solo. It's probably... Mm. I think you might stand a chance of winning if there are no gene stealers at all, yeah. Well, no, if you, the gene stealers follow such easy AI. Yes. Oh, yeah, you could you could absolutely have just a simple simple chart of what to do with them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, there was. I mean, I found myself getting a bit bored towards the end. I was winning again and again and again, but not really because of anything I'd done. I just followed the obvious, <laughs> the, you know, the obvious thing: keep them in threes, yeah. keep killing marines, have cheese stealers, move cheese stealers towards yeah, enemy, yeah, and walk towards enemy, kill enemy, repeat. Um, yeah, yeah. You will lose some people, but yeah, you got an unlimited number of people, yeah. so it's fine. The, I, I also had the ability to infest tiles, which would put egg sacks on the tile, and that then lets me spawn, respawn, or deploy troops yeah. to that tile. Now, I, didn't, I know didn't what, use that. Once. I know why that rule exists. Didn't use it at all. Because the pieces in this game yeah. uh, come from the uh, actual kits for the Gene Stealers and the Scouts. Is that what this is? Is This this game exists purely to, to put something behind selling some sprues? Possibly, but they're, they're redone in a different plastic. Mm. So I don't know... Well, they've got the moulds. Yeah, so using the moulds, but there's a specific ones. So it's not getting rid of old stock. But this is the start of something which GW did, which was to start selling minis at a discount in mm. a box in a boxed game where people will be buying it and you don't see people talk about the games. Yeah, so putting my they hugely cynical hat on, I suppose, I, I'd have but to yeah, think... That the this, reason why the uh, infestations are in the game is because those pros had these bits. I didn't need to move my spawn point closer to you at any point because there was all, I was always within striking distance within one or two yeah. tiles, so don't know what those are about. Yeah. yeah, if I was cynical, I'd say this was just a way for them to flog overstock of models, just cobble together some half-assed rules to put together a whole bunch of miniatures and, and ship it out. And, and presumably players could look at the rules and go yeah right whatever and then because we're just looking for a cheap deal on some minis but yeah but I then think... we, we were talking and you reckon the scouts and the individual gene stealers are not that great as no, the... not either not great as artistic models intrinsically of themselves for an interesting piece to well, dip, to paint and assemble and not that interesting in terms of army lists either because they're the, the scouts are rubbish well, on every every level you wouldn't put you wouldn't include scouts in a, they're, in they're, a 40k army well, anyway. so you would for some reason they get some special many. ability or, nah. yeah. uh but uh, the the scout models just aren't that great, yeah. uh, and the Steeler models are okay, but uh, they're currently unplayable in 40k at any sensible level. You'd go with more because they get shot monsters. before they get into combat. Well, they're designed as a as a screen for your more more horrible monsters. That no, have there's, be- abilities. there's better things in the oh, okay. Tyrant Codex for that. You just use the cheaper stuff. So we don't really understand why Lost Patrol exists at all. I sort of do, which is it's a um, putting the toe in the water to see if people would buy a standalone board game. Mm. And they've done a lot since then. So I think that it paid off on that account. Yeah. But we looked it up on Board Game Geek, didn't we? What did yeah, they it was six point six point five out of ten. Yeah, yeah, something like that. that Which seemed, is, it seems fair. Yeah. I'd, well, I'd give it lower to be honest. It just I don't know. the rules. The rules don't the rules haven't really been thought out. I was thinking about giving it lower, but I quite like the tiles. 
Yeah, they're, I mean, it's a good quality card stock for the tiles. The yeah, models are interesting yeah, enough. You can't have an interesting different rule set and make a game using those tiles. Quite yeah, nice, but yeah, it just doesn't really hang together as a standalone product. And I never understood why it gives you three dice. Mm. <laughs> they're cheap. Maybe they come in batches too. At most, the most dice you have to roll at once is twice. They're just standard six-sided dice with spots on. Yeah. There's nothing special. In fact, they're the green ones. They're the ones we got hundreds for for the orcs. Mm. So by the time I got the three out onto the table, we had more of them than... Uh, <laughs> So, would you recommend this? No. No, I don't think so either. What no. would you recommend instead if you wanted to either get into Games Workshop or just have a good tactical tabletop minis game? I would recommend Space Hulk because the minis are so the much The original nicer. Space Hulk's yeah. pretty good. Does that uh, so, that stands up rules-wise? It's a good balanced... <laughs> we'll get oh, to that one in a bit. <laughs> okay. Do you remember that last game we played with Space Hulk? No. Do you remember the, the game where you, blanked it out. where you were deliberately not trying to win? Um, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. When you... In the unusual event of oh yes, I do that. Yes, it's because yeah. I'm a QA engineer. I tend to be tend to gravitate towards <laughs> edge cases, which tends to screw the entertainment for everyone else playing. Do apologise. Yeah, but the problem that time is, I broke Ticket to Ride, that was yeah. amazing. It, I, I caught it in a recursive loop. It was fantastic. I think Space Hulk is currently out of print, actually. Mm. Okay. Uh, and I think most things are. There's the do they do a sort of small scale Necromunda type of yes. small thing? Is yes, that, just la- they just launched it as a box which sold out in seconds. Okay. Literally in seconds. And then they said they're not going to reprint anymore. But you know what this needs? You know what this needs? Two teams of scouts, and the Steelers are an AI thing with just a table chart. Yeah. And yeah. you, you have to competitively reach the pod before the other team yeah. back, and then really scale the Steelers back a bit. And I think you'd have a good game there. Yeah. I reckon there was a good game in there. Yeah, but as stands, no, don't no. bother. No, rubbish. Yeah, okay. Go on to the next one. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Hopefully, I'm the broken and completely overpowered team again this time. Next time too, that'd be good. Um, I'm going to talk about Portal Knights. Do you know what this is? Uh, is that uh, what happens when you're playing Portal in the dark? <laughs> no, uh, it's uh, Knights with a K. It's uh, I was I was gifted this by a listener of the show, okay. um, Very kind. and I thought I'd yeah, thank you. I thought I'd have a go and see what it was all about. And basically, it's a kind of uh, it's a pseudo survival sandbox minecrafter likey type of thing uh, 3D world with blocks everywhere brightly coloured yeah. it has a class structure you pick well, you pick either fighter ranger or mage uh, and then there's various little stat sheet in there that goes up as you level you get XP by killing monsters and stuff the combat's a bit more involved than most of these sorts of survival sandboxes which is all just you know flail at it and hope you kill them yeah. this has got target lock-ons and abilities and cooldowns and things and equipment little you know various different sorts of armour and so on um, you can build little houses out of the materials you dig up from the landscape in a and i was thinking terraria okay much more terraria than minecraft this thing but terraria in three dimensions yeah. you can build various workbenches and then the workbenches can be upgraded to more advanced workbenches if you find the right materials which are you know progression locked on how far into the landscapes you've got um this world has been scattered and split apart onto various different floating islands and you need to find the portals on each island to open them up and connect them to the next islands along and you can travel between them whenever yep. you like after that and each 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 progressive landscape has different biomes of course yeah of course. and um various different sorts of monsters who get higher and you know, higher level and more difficult to fight as you go up but you equip yourself with better gear through the crafting various sorts of crafting benches and you can upgrade those or create those crafting benches with the materials you find on each island so there's a, a little bit of a crafting economy and ecosystem yeah. there it's got all sorts of procedurally generated dungeons in there i mean to be honest i within of like two or three hours i was starting to see repeated patterns there mm-hmm. though well you um, always are because a good yeah couple of chambers on the bottom and a chest in the end with some stuff in power-ups potions and so on it's quite serviceable it's quite quite a quite a light lego-y style sort of aesthetic yeah. to it it's it's quite uh quite child, i say child friendly but uh, you know here i am a 41 year old man who's desperately in love with minecraft so that's i think that's all in the eye of the beholder really yeah, but it yeah. is very kid friendly um it's got lots of little npcs standing around with simple quests go and find go and kill somebody of this thing and i'll give you some xp or some money and whatever i haven't worked out what the money's for yet I'm spending any shopkeepers. Well, I don't know. You get get cash and XP for killing creatures. Um, I don't know where the money is used. Probably haven't got far enough into it. Every every sort of ten or so worlds in, you'll come across some boss world, which yeah. presumably is some much more 
designed dungeon type of landscape with proper fights and a real real boss. I haven't actually got to one of those yet. I got too sidetracked with all the uh, growing different sorts of crops and things. It's quite interesting. It's a, it's fairly shallow though. I will say yeah. um, it's an early access game, which ordinarily I wouldn't have done this. I wouldn't have gone for it on my own my own behalf. But uh, you know, as a Steam gift, I thought, all right, have a look. It seems solid, very solid for an early access. I could see it needing more content, certainly a bit more to do, a bit more in depth and variety to it all. But certainly the basics of scampering around these islands with your little your little cosmetic pet following you along and shooting stuff with a bow or whatever crafting out the materials and building your little house with all the decorations yeah. in it's it's it's, it's all right i just um, i don't know i'm sort of getting a bit bored of it to be honest because i think it's the same as you know vanilla terraria or vanilla minecraft i don't think i could ever play vanilla minecraft anymore after having played no. some of these insane mod packs with the, where a mod pack so yeah, 140 mods all built into a chain of progressive machinery and and systems becomes about the systems. It becomes a, a game of process, uh, the incredible machine, you know, connecting things together, automation. That's become the game of yeah. Minecraft for me now. And I think just the basic wandering around Minecraft, looking at sheep and, and hitting cactuses, you know, I mean, I just, you know, fighting off zombies every night, I just get find a bit passe now, really. I think I'm probably done, done enough of that. And this is very much a, a Me Too sort of game. It's The execution's very well done. It's it's very nice, very, very solid and polished, but I just don't see it really taking off in, in, and cutting massive inroads into the established sort of player base of Minecraft and indeed many other Minecraft likes that have come along since. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm not really sure what to make of it. I mean, I can see myself chipping away at it a bit more just to see if it goes any further. But on, on the whole, it seems nice. <laughs> it's, it's a nice game. Well, it's, it's the uh, early access thing, isn't it? Well, when are they adding the next thing? I don't know. I mean, it, perhaps they've got vast plans to add loads more stuff to it. But at the moment, it seems functionally feature complete in the same way that Terraria currently is. You know, it, it, Terraria is a 2D side-scrolling thing with the little blocks, but essentially is a, a game of digging up the landscape yeah. and finding interesting materials and using some of them to enhance your abilities and others to make better and more aesthetic houses and things. And that's essentially the, the core gameplay to this. It, it does pretty much everything the same sort of way. I mean, you've got the three-dimensional aspects and it's all on different different worlds rather than one long side-scrolling variation of biomes, but fundamentally quite similar. So I don't know. Not sure what to make of it, really. It's, it's nice, but... Um yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's hard to find anything bad to say about it. It doesn't. You know, it's not broken. It doesn't do anything wrong. It's not. Uh, it's not. I suppose. Yeah, I suppose if anything was wrong with it, it's that you you sort of start to see pretty much all there is to see very quickly. Yeah. So so there we go. Yeah, Portal Knights. Um, you can find it by looking in Google <laughs> or on Steam or whatever. Um, yeah, interesting. Um, I don't see it being a static night group thing. No. I can't really see me uh, deciding to host a custom server or anything. I think you can invite up to like three other players to come and join you on your little adventures, but I don't think it's really meant as a massive, huge community mod, no. mod system and massive hosted servers and stuff. It's it's much more of a, a small, self-contained thing, I think. So there we go. Um, yeah, have you got anything else to talk about? No. Okay, I'm going to talk about Guns of Icarus because we're still playing that. We had a pretty good session on uh, on Friday. So is that holding up with the promise? Um, so far, although I can start to see the repetition of it all. I mean, the the the, the basic um, the fun of it is in in the interactions between you and your crew, isn't it? You bring your own friends, and it's you know it's a it's a nice enough sports venue, you know, as like a like a bowling alley or an ice rink or whatever. But it's essentially you know the fun you have with your friends. That yeah. you, and and could we be having that fun elsewhere? I mean, Guns of Icarus is uniquely designed. In, in a way few other games are to actually require and reward <clears throat> interdisciplinary teamwork and I'm not just talking about oh we need a tank we need a DPS you know that kind of nonsense that's pervaded MMOs all along this one literally is you need one person to drive the boat one person to keep it going with the repairs and someone else to be firing the guns you know and, and indeed a sort of dynamic interchanging at one point I found myself parking the boat and going off and manning a gun as well myself oh. so which can help depending on the situation you know um, so we've done this, we've been working for the Fjord Baronies faction um, in this sort of weird risk map thing they've added to Guns of Icarus Alliance, and um, they didn't win. No. No, the, the Mercantile Guild, or whatever that faction, the yellow team won. Uh, Did the, they outspend you? There was some, possibly, there's some sort of arbitrary resource gathering thing going on on the risk map, and they did their thing before we all did our things. And so at that point, it went from a four-way fight on a risk map to a two-way fight for some arbitrary reasons. The two, team, two teams ended up allied with each other. Um, so we got allied with the blue team and are now fighting the yellow team and the green team. I don't know. Don't, it, 
yeah, exactly. I was, I was I was stressing out on Friday trying to understand and work out what was going on. All the rest of the guys were going, let's just go, let's play. I thought, oh, yeah, okay, and I give up. <laughs> they all had the right idea. Don't care at all about the faction map anymore because it's uh, I, I barely understand it and the bits of it I do understand seem to matter not a squat at all to my, our own gameplay. I think the, the only real this signifier in there is that if you, depending on who you're, attacking on the risk map thing which area you've deployed to it determines which faction of enemy ships you face in your okay, pv maps yeah. um we were facing the mercantile people for the first time this time and their their big gimmick is a laser they get this sorting their boss ship comes in and it's got this enormous charge up beam laser thing on the front it makes this horrific charge up noise and it, it reminded me somewhat of sovereign from the mass effect games oh, at the start yeah. yes so yeah. <laughs> it was actually terrifying the first couple of times it hit the ship because it's because it obviously it's sets fire to stuff it's a massive heat heat ray beam and um it's this enormous column of blinding light comes through the ship and everything goes on fire and there's big noises and panic and screaming and, and a couple of people just just running off the edge of the ship and falling to their deaths in panic and i wasn't one of them because i'm attached to the helm with with nerves of steel but um yes we dropped a few people over the edge but you know like the other boss ships we've we've learned that if you can with the minigun and you, if you're accurate enough you can actually blow the big gun off the front of that oh, ship um, which disables it I mean it, it will come back and rebuild but it buys you enough time to get round behind and uh, take it out so we were, we were getting pretty good at uh, handling our ship we got the uh, Crusader now new ship we're one of the faction ships which I've unlocked by getting to rank 7 with the Fjord Baroness big long red thing with a great enormous long bonnet thing and the balloons underneath and it's got two heavy guns on the front uh, and two light guns on each side so quite good bit of a broad front arc broadsider there i'm getting the hang of steering yeah. it through narrow canyons or oh, back left hand down a bit crunch scrape you know all that um yes i i'm, I'm a confident pilot that's the thing um Yes, we're still going in there. Um, I'm enjoying it quite a lot. I'm look, well, they, we tried we tried a night map. It's one of the latest things Ooh. they've added. Yeah, well, a night map is actually a solar eclipse, a big sort of moon across the sun. I, apparently, this was something they 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 came. I've been through some of the dev notes for this, and apparently, they, they came up with these night maps by accident. They were doing <laughs> some some tweaking with the engine and accidentally made everything go completely dark and put a massive sort of burned out halo over <laughs> the sun. So they thought, oh, that's cool. Let's ship that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's no, they're my best features. That, that's in the rotation now. So that's quite cool. Yeah, a bit of variety. I mean, I'd like, yeah, we tried the infiltration one. We're still having trouble with that, which essentially is you are the VIP ship and you have to go around the map stand sitting at particular waypoints to drop off an infiltration team and then spend they spend two minutes doing their thing while you hold position then move to other maps yeah. that's quite tricky because on a single map i got a feeling that's designed that was initially designed as a two-player team map two ships but they've added it to the single player map roster and basically if you do it in that map fashion you are the vip ship so you have to defend yourself it's like okay. an es escort mission yeah. where you are your own escortee sounds terrible <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if the map's tuned right for one ship because we just get absolutely hosed on those. The other sorts of format we're getting the hang of though and doing well. I'm wondering, I'm, I'm hoping they've got quite a few more format ideas up their sleeve or some new maps or whatever because that's the problem with PvE content as opposed to PvP content. PvP people, people who love PvP will just go round and round doing the same thing over and yeah. over because, you know, the nuance and the intricacy is in knowing your opponent and how the interaction between you and a thinking opponent works. A lot of people love that stuff. Not my thing, but, you know, certainly nothing wrong with it. But with PvE, you've got AI... Um, AI opponents who are typically very simple, often on purpose, because if you let an AI opponent have you know go as do do as well as it can, it tends to insta kill people and go for the throat very very easily. Um, it makes the it makes the maps fairly repetitive. We're starting to get into the routine, and you would get through PVE content much much quicker than PVP content. So they uh, it, by having a PVE mode, the whole essentially the whole guns of guns of Icarus Alliance bit, which is the PVE stuff, they've really sort of made a rod for their own backs in terms of a commitment schedule of mm. content development now. And hope I don't know if they can keep up with it or not. I don't know the game. I don't know if you'd call it healthy. I mean, in the bottom corner of the lobby, it shows you how many people are playing. I think it's about two hundred. Prime Time Friday, 200 people playing. It's not hugely popular. Um, but then I was surprised. I was looking at Steam's top 100 user game concurrency game lists and and yeah obviously you got like things like dota and counter-strike and up in the tens and hundreds of thousands but you know that, that list 100 trails off really quickly yeah. down to sort of several thousand people playing your your game of choice at a time ever and these aren't even sort of co-op multiplayer stuff this is just you know people stuff like portal 2 or whatever you know yeah. they'll be down there with a couple of thousand and yeah, okay old and busted not new hotness and stuff but the uh, the what what is a viable player population for these games? I don't know. I mean, there's about so 
of 8,000 people signed on with the faction that we're on. So you could, on average, multiply that by four to get an overall number of people who've ever played Alliance. And current concurrency is about 200. I don't know if it's going to remain hugely popular mm. for very long, and particularly with the repetitive nature of the PvE, unless they keep cranking out new stuff all the time. I've got a feeling it's going to drop back into its pre-Alliance obscurity. Is there not <coughs> enough room for self-expression in these matches not really no there there, there are no you, you know how it's going to go the maps are relatively small i'd like I, I mean we were all hoping for an mmo like open world with airships but that that isn't what alliance is and i don't no. know if they're planning on doing probably such a not. thing probably not no no one does mmos anymore but i don't know i don't know if what they've done with alliance is enough to keep it going there'll be there'll be diehards every game has its diehards you never leave look at me in guild wars <laughs> one but I, I think it's going to drop off to a point because the real problem with guns of Icarus is the original bit which was a pvp only battleground game was that the queue just stopped popping because it dropped below a certain player density threshold and people just sat there forever can't get a match i'm not playing this anymore they go away it sort of exacerbates itself and eventually game is dead um i could see that happening again to the thing with the pve a bit i don't know i mean we the way we play it we just turn up with our own people and we'll play a match just with our friends and presumably as long as the game was running at all we can do that whenever we like but if people are going in there looking for pickup groups you know which is a you know pretty yep. widely used way to do these lobby games so you've got to you, you know, it just depends on there being you know eight other people wanting to play at the same time as you and if that can't be guaranteed you start getting troubles yeah your game essentially, you know, people who oh, are dead game lol. You know, you start seeing all those reviews turning up on Steam or wherever, and and yeah, <laughs> with some with some reason. So yeah, I'm enjoying it while it's la- while it's there. That's one of the reasons I suppose that I did a rather uncharacteristic jumping straight on rather than waiting for a yeah. while. Because with that kind of that kind of game population density thing, you've got to be in at the start or you're going to miss it. Particularly if it tails off very quickly. You'll think, oh, I'll wait three months for this, and then three months in, no one's playing it at all. And yeah. it's a game where you need other players to get the most out of it. Um, yeah, so, but we're, we're enjoying it while it's there, still playing, so it's good. So, yeah, lots going on. I'm just yeah. dabbling with all sorts of stuff. I haven't talked about Remember Me, I haven't talked about Star Trek Online. I'm going to save those for another time. But, nice. um, yeah, so I'm playing lots and lots of different things at the moment. Just to, it's, that, it's that, oh, try a bit of everything and see what sticks phase that I often go through. I imagine there'll be a couple of things that will be, yeah, that's the one, and then I'll obsess about them for about four or five months in a row. But enjoy the variety while, it, while it's happening, <laughs> I'll say. Good Wars will return. <laughs> I'm still playing that, yeah. Why? Because I haven't finished it yet. You have. No, 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 no. You are no. done with Guild Wars. I'm not done with Guild Wars. There's, there's progress bars to be finished. There are two progress bars in particular, and I think this week, in fact tomorrow probably, we're going to finish one of them, and then we just need the Eye of the North one, and, and we're done. Okay. Done, done. Finished. So I then, mean, I, mean yeah, I joke about the Warrior playthrough, but to be honest, I'm not sure. I mean, I will have literally exhausted that game of almost everything it has to show, so time probably to move on and leave it then forever after as a fond memory okay. but um, yeah nearly there anyway you got anything else to talk no. about you better ought to wrap up then if you go along to YouTube you can see this video or you can uh, see our other videos like our uh, Sky Factory videos um, which are yeah. still continuing seeds seeds of the future no they're not uh, no they really aren't you're just humouring me aren't you I your am, eggs man. win everything yeah they do uh, you can also go on to handabettertime.com where you can find all the previous episodes and the RSS feeds for the podcast which is handy if you don't want to watch these moving videos mm. and if you join us next week we'll be back with more games excellent see you next time goodbye <laughs>